I'll just buy I'm gonna buy some plastic utensils. on tonight amen from eli prophetic shift podcast network where we are spreading the gospel throughout the nation tonight amen we thank you for tuning in amen welcome to a mountain of prayer amen on tonight where we're going to introduce the host amen on tonight amen none other than the honorable prophetess dr glenda lane on tonight amen so we're going to release this woman of god on tonight amen and have the direction of the holy ghost that god sends to shift her on tonight amen we are expect coming with great expectancy so everybody open up those ear gates amen and let the anointing of god begin to flow in on tonight in the name of jesus all right so we're going to get introduced amen. to them others on tonight and the honorable prophetess dr glenda lane on tonight Amen. Praise the Lord, saints, again. Another Thursday night that God has blessed us to be alive and in our right mind. Praise the Lord. I thank God for you spending your hour with us tonight. Amen. And we give you you the glory because you've honored us with your blessings and just to hear us, what God has for us tonight. Amen. I've been praying all week long. Amen. Um, Hallelujah. Thank you. Let's pray. Father, we thank you. Father, we thank you for the Holy Ghost, and we thank you for the power that you've displayed in us to speak the gospel, to speak the truth, hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. We pull down every stronghold, everything not like God, everything that tries to exalt itself against the word of God. We thank you, God, for this coming year coming up. God, we thank you, God, that thousands and thousands of people have died since this podcast from this year going on and before. But, God, you have kept us for such a time as this. We thank you for keeping us in the palm of your hand. We thank you, God, whether in rain, fame, or fire, you kept us for such a time as this. 
as, as Esther said in that book. Amen. Keep us in your perfect will. Keep us in your perfect way. We thank you for the kind of impartation of the Holy Spirit in our lives. God, save us all over again. God, wash us all over again. God, keep us in your path. In the name of Jesus. We speak to everybody on the line. God, we pray a blessing on you right now. In the name of Jesus. In the good, the bad, and the ugly. Some people we've lost. Some people we found. Some people we didn't want to see anymore. But God is control of our lives, God. So we thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. We thank you, God. Hallelujah. Thank you. Turn your Bibles, amen. Hallelujah. To the book, hallelujah, of Ephesians. Amen. The book of Ephesians. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Many things we could talk about, but you know, this is the end of our year. And, uh, uh, some things will happen in our lives, and some ways I believe that our lives will never be the same again. Amen. But we have to know that we are, we are His King. We are His kids. He's in, He's in charge of our lives. He knows what's going to happen before it happens. He He has ordained strength for us in the time of need. And we thank Him for that. Um, the times, the times of the year when we know uh, God has took us through a lot of things, but we know we are still standing. And that right now is a yet praise, Amen. Because all the power belongs to God Himself. And there's nobody like our Jesus Christ. Some people say today that there is no God, but I tell you to look at look at the trees, look at taking a deep breath, that know there is a God. And we serve that kind of God. Amen. So we now begin to go into the book of Ephesians. Ephesians was a, go a coastal city, and there were all different kinds of people, black people, white people, Asians, all different kind of denominations. And, and every time you get into a, a space where there's a, there's a lot of different kinds of people, there are different things that come at you because People don't understand one another. They don't like one another. They misjudge one another because they don't know know who you are in Christ. Well, this particular city here, um, Ephesians, was a huge city, again, like I said, and there were different kinds of people. And because there were different kinds of people, um, different things were allowed to happen. But I want you to know that God is in charge of everything, even our lives today. Jesus Christ is in charge of our lives, um, no matter how we think, no matter what we believe. I don't believe that nothing happens except God allows. And you say, Preacher, how do you think that way? Because it looks like sometimes in my life, no matter what I've tried to do wrong, it looks like evil is always present. It doesn't look look like I put everything that I wanted to in my marriage, 
but it didn't work out. I don't understand this preacher. I just don't understand. I, I think I'm a good person, but God does not judge us by our, our comfort level or what we do or what we don't do because God is in charge. God knows everything before it happens. And we must understand that at the end of the year, many things have come along in our lives that we didn't understand. But the Bible didn't tell us to understand. The Bible tells us, he says, lean not to your own understanding, but in him, acknowledge him and he will direct our path. He will direct our path. In other words, we don't know what's going to happen, but we have to trust him. We don't have to even like what's happening, but we have to trust him. We have to trust in the almighty God himself. Well, here we go into the book of, of, of Ephesians again, and um, let's start at Amen. Ephesians, um, starting at uh, the second chapter. Amen. The second chapter of Ephesians 2. Amen. It says this, and you have he quickened, which were dead in trespasses and sins. Amen. Now, a lot of people want to talk about the joy of the Lord. But you know what? We've got to discuss some things in the church as well out the church that God, many of us have been fallen short in good things. And lots of things. Whether it's oppression or not knowing or knowingly or not knowing, we sometimes oppress and suppress people. But God's calling us to be, he says, but be quickened in where the dead and trespasses and sins. So here God's talking about the church. He's not so much talking about the church, but he's telling the church that there are some trespasses against us. There's some sins that we've done. There's some, there's some things that we've said that we have trespassed against God. The church, the church, the church itself. Everybody wants a quick, quick think about money or houses or land, but are we really saved? Are we really filled with the Holy Ghost? Are we are what God called us to be from before the foundation of the earth? Are we are what God says we are? Are we representing Christ? Am I saying to myself that I'm a believer, but I don't believe? Am I saying I'm a believer, but I don't walk like a believer? I don't talk like a believer. I don't act like a believer. But yes, I confess that I am. We're not judging anybody, but we're asking you today. At the end of this year, be, 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 search your own heart. Church, search your own heart and to see whether it is of God. Do I walk like a believer? Am I talking like a believer? Am I thinking like I'm a believer? Am I doing what God says am I doing or am I just confessing and not possessing it? 
Do you possess God? But do you have it in the inward man? The Bible is about cleansing the inward man. Because once I cleanse my inward man, the outer man will fall subject to the inner man. In other words, if I'm an alcoholic and I drink and I drink and I drink, not talking against this drunk, but any this, anything or something that's against the will of God, I'm doing it consistently. Well, you know what? On the outside, it will begin to show up. Why? Because you'll begin to walk differently. You begin to talk differently. You won't remember what you said. You don't remember where you go. It doesn't remember what you did. Because all you know is that different spirit came up in you as a result of what you drink. Well, the same way in the natural. You may be not an alcoholic. You may not be a drug addict. But the inward man now is confessing salvation. But the outward man is saying, are you really saved? Because you won't give to the poor. You won't love people unconditionally. Uh, you won't do anything for anybody else. You might confess it. You might say uh, offer somebody to, to church or you might do things because the outward man says, I'm going to go help my, 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 my people that I know that I want to be saved. But, but the inward man, are we still cursing? Are we still lying? Are we still cheating? Are we still backfighting? Are we still doing things that are God I'm not? I'm not doing, I'm not providing for my family. I'm not providing for my friends. I'm not doing what God, are we doing the whole man, not just the outer man, the extremities that somebody can see, but are we living like Christ called us to live? Well, nobody can tell you whether you know or not, but I know that God knows. He tells us in the book of Job 13 chapter, he says, God, you know the way that I take. So God, you know you know the way that I take. So you know whether I'm lying or not. You know whether I'm cheating or not. Yes. You know whether I'm backbiting or not. You know the way that I take. So help me, God. Because there are many people in our lives that we believe that they are filled with the Holy Ghost. And the word is filled. That means complete. There's no, there's nothing lacking in us in God. There's nothing lacking in my countenance. I'm not lacking in my giving. I'm not lacking in what I believe. I'm not lacking what I'm confessing. I'm not lacking those things. But when we are confessing, we are filled with the Holy Ghost. We are overdosing in the Holy Ghost. But yet we do not everything God has called and ordained for us to do. And this is what He's talking about, he says, the sins, past sins, dead sins. So once we give our life to Christ, we're not walking on the old sins. We're not walking in the old attributes. We can't wait. We can't dress like we used to dress. We can't go where we used to go. We can't do what we used to do. We can't live the way we used to live because we say we are new creatures. We are new created beings. We are our inner man got to match up with the outer man. 
That's why we can go into church and jump and shout and fall out and get up again and, and say, oh, I had a good time. And by the time you get home, you have to remember, even remember what the sermon was about. Why? Because the outer man and the inner man is not connected. And when you do that, we do not walk in the principles of God, but we're walking in dead past sins. Verse 2 says this, wherein in the times past ye walked according to the course of this world. So there were times in our lives we walked in past sins. But at this age, at this hour, this second, we need to walk in a different space. In a space of God that I, I, God, I maybe not want what you want me to be, but I'm not going to be the same that I used to be a year ago, uh, a year, two years ago, or even six months ago. We're supposed to grow in grace. We're supposed to grow. No human being born on this earth stays the same in the natural. Six months old. They're 10 months old. 12 months old. They become nine years old. We're physically growing. Well, the body, the spiritual body of God must take on the same attributes. That I might be a, might be a born again believer uh, and I just gotten saved or now I'm 10 years into this thing that I shouldn't be able to do the same things that I do when I just got saved. I ought not say the same things. I might not be in the same space. I have to be, I'm supposed to grow in grace, grow in his love, grow in his attitudes, and grow in total love of God to the point that if I make mistakes, I have to change. If I make mistakes, I have to grow. If I make mistakes, I take and give my life to Christ again and say, God, fix me, Lord. But some of us saints, we don't want fixed. We have to pre-perpetrate. We, we pretend we got it all together. We pretend we filled with the Holy Ghost. We pretend um, that we walking like Christ, but we know where we, be, we belong in Christ. But as believers, we ought to grow. We ought to change. And we need to walk in the grace of God. You got to walk in his grace thing. We can't walk in our mama's grace. We can't walk in our children's grace. But we got to walk in the grace of God himself. Let me tell you what, as a woman of God, as a prophet of God, I can tell you with a surety that the world will never be the same today as it was years ago. I don't care how many viruses are coming forth. I don't care how many mutations that are coming forth that will come after this one and the next one and the next one and get yourself together. It is not going to get any easier. But you have to understand that God's calling his church to a place of purpose, to a place of power, to a place of security in whose he is. It's not about a church. It's not about a pastor. It's about a relationship with Christ. 
Because what happens if you can't get a hold to your pastor? What if happens if you're in a hole and something happens and, and, and this is your last night on earth? What are you going to do? It is about relationship with the almighty God. Yes, the Bible says this, for everything there is a season. So it talks to us in Ephesians, third chapter, for everything there is a season. Yes, there is a season to be taught. Yes, there's a season to learn. Yes, there's a season to grow. But at a point, you've got to grow up. Paul said in his words, for when I was a child, I thought as a child. And But when I grew up, I threw away childish things. Come on, come on. Which means that we must grow spiritually and naturally. In other words, you can grow up physically and be retarded. You can be physically 40, 50, 60 years old, but still be spiritually <laughs> Go retarded. Go ahead, tell like this. Let because you want to be retarded. There you go. There you go. Let it rip proud. People want to be retarded. Why? Because they don't want to hear the word of God and they don't want to not just hear it, they don't want to do it. Uh, They tell you, well, it's just the way I am. No, that's not what God said. He said, for when you were a child, yeah, you acted like a child. He said, but when you became a man, you grow up, you got up and do what God has called you to do every way. God doesn't want us to have a, a selected gospel. How about those, Some of us have selected gospel. I do what I want to do, those things that I want to say, what I want to give, what I want to act, because that's selected. That's my gospel. That's not the gospel of Jesus Christ. Uh oh. Let it, let it say it. Say it. Back to the gospel of Jesus Christ means I do what the book says. From the beginning of the book to the end of the book. You don't say I read Genesis and I don't eat Revelation. It doesn't tell you to read 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 Naomi and I don't read 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 some other book. No, 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 no. The selective gospel cannot get you into heaven. My God, you better say it. Show me where in the Bible that says you give me God. I'm gonna do what okay, I'm gonna do this, God, because it's good. I'm gonna do that because that look good. I do this because I look good. I, 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 I do that. I go do that. Well, I, yeah, because see, that it makes me feel like a big man. That feels me like a good girl. That makes me look how I'm beautiful. No, 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 no. God, the God, the gospel of Jesus Christ from the Alpha to Omega is complete. Mm. But yeah. we want to be retarded in the gospel. Retarded. 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 That's why. And God talked. He talked to 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 Jesus. Jesus talked to to to, to him, and he said, "Look at him. Can I go back into my mother's womb and be born again? You know you're retarded. You know you can't go back in your mama's womb. That's the stupidest thing I ever thought. Of. But you trying to trick me? That's what happens with selective gospel. That's what happens." And that's why when he talks, and then when he starts in Ephesians, he begins to tell about the gospel. He begins to tell them that the, what they're right and what they're doing, they're doing wrong. Why? Because he's 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 going one day at a time, one page at a time. He's trying to tell us, and that's why when he ends up in Ephesians six, he said, "Well, look here, put on the whole armor of God, that you'll be able to stand there for 
knowledge wrapped with truth. I'm telling you what's happening. I'm telling you what's going on. I'm telling you retarded. I'm telling you can't take your teach your wife in your kind of way. You can't do those things. Now put on the whole armor. Put on everything. Don't be retarded of what you like. And don't be retarded of the things you don't want. You cannot go to heaven anyway like that. And if it is, show me the scripture and I'll tell you I'm sorry. Amen. Retarded. Retarded. Amen. Retarded. You know what? Because, and I say that because I'm talking to the church now. Because the church, the church becomes become um become ignorant to certain things that they don't like. God's telling us in the in the fourth verse, he says, But God, who is rich in mercy. Now anything that word the word that word rich. All of a sudden, you know what we do? All the church starts dancing. Rich, 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 we're going to be rich. Rich, we're going to be millionaires. Rich, 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 rich. But not talking about riches and mercy. Why y'all want to talk about, you want to talk about money. You want to talk about, yes, God, God does not have no issues with money. But rich in his glory, rich in his attitudes, rich in his love. Rich in his power, rich in his anointing, not rich in his money. Now, verse four mm. says, "But God, but God." He's talking to he's, uh, he's talking to the people. But God, who is rich in mercy, it is say rich in money. He says. In this particular scripture, he says, but God who is rich in mercy. For example, mercy is, hallelujah, I don't deserve, I don't deserve to still be alive, but in his mercy, I'm still forgiven. In his mercy, I don't understand, I don't need to be alive. I might not be in my right mind, but his mercy. Yeah. I should have died in that, 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 that car accident, but his mercy, his mercy. unmerited yeah. favor. I didn't deserve it, but I'm alive. I didn't deserve it, God, but you kept me. I didn't deserve it, but you loved me so much. You gave me a second, a third, and a fourth, and a fifth chance, and on and on because of his mercy. My God, my God. My God. Come on, come on. His mercy. We're with. He loves us. Jesus loves us. In a time where nobody likes anybody, in another time where nobody don't love nobody, in another time where the blacks hate the whites, and the whites back the likes, the Chicanos hate the Jewish people, and everybody hates everybody. But God's talking about love, and God speaks about love because he knew that we wouldn't like each other. He knew we would be prejudiced towards each other. He knew it, but yet he loved us all the same. There's no more important because you're white, or you're black, or Chicano, or any other color, or nation in the world, no Ethiopian. It doesn't matter. God loves us, all of us, no matter what language. He loves us. God says, even when we were dead in sins, he has quickened us. Mm. Mm, my God. He quickened us word with Christ by grace. We were saved. He, we were saved. 
Some people just don't, I don't understand it. There is so much love in God, but people are running away from salvation. I, it's just the grace of God bears us to lie. It's just the grace that it keeps us. It's the grace that our blood pressure is regulated. It's just the grace we haven't killed our own selves being stupid. Uh, it's just the grace. But some of us just don't want to give their lives to Christ. And God's saying, come on, come on, daughter. Come on, son. Come on. Give your life to me. Come on. I kept you in the accident. I kept you in your drugs. I kept you in everything. I kept you. But you just refused to give your life to Christ. And he's just trying to say, come on in the room. Yes. Because of his grace, ye are loved. We are loved by him. And he has raised us up together and made us to sit together in heavenly places. Bible says he has graced, he has raised us up together. No little I, no big you. Together. He's raising us up together in him to know who he is, the part of his sin, no partakers of his blood, his strength, his power, his anointing. He has raised us up together, those who choose to give their lives to Christ. Yes. In heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So he doesn't hold his love back from us. Sometimes I believe he holds our love for him back. Because we don't want to throw everything in and say, Lord, I give you my life. Verse 7 says this, that in the ages to come, he might show the exceedingly riches of his grace and his kindness towards us through Jesus Christ. Kindness, kindness. Kindness is another issue we have here. Sometimes people act as if, well, if I show you kindness, it's a sign of weakness. If I show you love, it's a sign of, of weakness. I, I'm going to be a man. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to show nobody I love them. I, I'm not going to show nobody I care. I'm Because I'm, I'm a man or I'm a woman and anybody tell me what to do. But the greatest example of love is Jesus Christ. And if you confess it, you ought to possess it. Yes. But if you possess it and you cannot show it, that is not the love of Christ. Yes. That's right. The love of Christ in heavenly places. You got to show love. But you, you can get more out of a person when you show love than hatred. That's it. I don't know. Maybe some people are just so so hateful and mean. Maybe that's all they know. Maybe that's all they were shown as their kids. Maybe they felt that, that they had to fight their way through, through the birth canal around a whole bunch of children. I don't know what it is, but true love is kindness. True love is respect. 
true love is that I listen to what you say. I don't have to agree with you, but you do have to listen attentively because God shows us love the way. Why do you think Paul, uh, God allowed the 12, the disciples around him, what? To teach them, to, to, to show them love, to show them compassion, to show the praises that he is teaching us in the realm of the spirit. Yes. Love, 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 love. I don't understand. Some people think love is sex. Right. Love is not a sexual kind of thing that God's talking about in this passage. Loving your neighbor says you love yourself. Not loving your neighbors from a distance and say, how are you doing? And then when you're mad at them, they cuss you out. That's not the kind of God that love, the love that God wants us as believers to show. Uh-oh. All right. Wonder Walk why some profit. people come to, or don't want to come to church. Why? Because they spend around so many church folks are mean, are vindictive, nasty, and ornery, and disrespectful. They don't want to come to the house of God. But when you show people unconditional love, eventually they will <coughs> draw themselves to you. Mm-hmm. But when you don't have unconditional love, mm-hmm. they'll run away from you. Yes. I had an uncle, his name was Jesse, and I remember his wife was constantly telling him her name was Louise to come to church, come to come church, church. And he never wanted to come to church, he says, because, you know, all the people around him were just cussing and screaming and acting like church folks. And then they were, some of them were deacons and preachers in the church. But then when they were in the church was a different kind of person. Mm -hmm. Well, one day my uncle church, my uncle came to church and he had not been to the church so long. From years, I think in high school, he actually went to the church door and knocked on the door. Thanks. Of course, the, the, the usher said, well, hey, uh, why are you knocking on the door? He said, just come up. Well, he said, okay. He said, I'm sorry. He said, I didn't know. But because he, he had been pushed around, he'd been cussed out, he'd been watching, fornicating people people in the, in the pulpit, he laid up his mind, and all the church folks act like that, he wasn't coming to church. And his wife prayed him way in the church. And he gave his life to Christ because of a praying wife. Walk it, prophet. So we have to have the attributes of Christ, not so much in the church, but outside of the church. Show love, show compassion. When you go out and witness to people, when you're in the grocery store, ladies, forbid, smile. I've never seen so many mean looking women in this smile. How can you draw me to Christ? Look like you're getting ready to beat me down. I want to have a fight. Oh, Jesus. Smile. Ladies, smile. Ladies, don't act so mean. Ladies, show love. Show compassion. Show tenderness. Then you say to them, girl, you want to come to church with me? No, I want to go to church with you. Talking like that, acting like that, and dressing like the hoochie mama. You Uh-oh, telling walk me about Christ you dress shorter than I church. Because God's wanting the church to get itself in line. 
You can give me a million of dollars, but that million of dollars is not going to get me to the kingdom of God if I don't know what his word says and I don't do what he says and I have selected gospel. But I, the Bible says to live in the whole loaf. Come on, come on, come on. You read the scriptures in the Bible you don't like? Study the same scriptures in the Bible you don't like? And do the same things that you say you don't want a lot to do, but because it's in the word of God. Then we don't have selective gospel. But we must walk in his grace. Walk in his wisdom. Walk in his knowledge. Walk in his will. Walk in his ways. Walk like Christ has called us to walk in him. Walk it, prophet. And if it's going to be a point, if it's going to cause contention, be quiet. If it's going to contend, fight, just walk away. Because the enemy will try to provoke you. And after they provoke you and get you out of your call, your name calling, and then they'll turn around and dance in your face and laugh because they provoked you. You got to learn to walk in the image of who God is. But God, who is riches, rich in his mercy, mercy meaning unmerited favor, unmerited. You don't deserve it, but God did it for you. He didn't deserve that good job for you, but God gave it for you. He didn't deserve it. You got that new car, but God gave it to you. It don't matter what you're going through, but God is in charge. Yes, he is. Doesn't matter. I can't worry about what my husband do or don't do. I got to worry about what Glenda's doing. And Glenda's walking right. Is Glenda talking right? Is Glenda acting right? Is Glenda doing what God tells her to do? I can't worry about those things. I've got to do what God has called me to do as believers. And this year, 2000, there's coming up 22. I never even imagined that we would be living on this earth in 2021. But the Bible says he's the same God yesterday and tomorrow. It's the same God that walked with Joshua. He was the same God that walked with Mary and lost her child. It's just the same God that walked with Ishmael in the desert when it looked like they were going to die. This is the same God, hallelujah, that walked with Moses and got up on a mountain and he began to experience, hallelujah, the glory of God around his face. It is the same God, hallelujah, that we're walking with today. It's the same God, the same God that tells us that he will never leave us or forsake us even until the end of the earth, which means when we walk with him, when we live, we leave this earth, there will be a place that we can walk again in the glory of God. For he in his infinite mercy will keep us from falling. 
Some of us fall because we want to fall. Some of us, we fall because we like sin. Some of us fall because, oh, God, forgive me. God, yes, he forgives you. It is God's nature to forgive. But the Bible also says that what a man so ye shall also reap. That means before you leave this earth, even though I forgive you, you shall reap what you so it is biblical it is bible it is not from the old testament it is the new testament so we've got to walk according to his precepts yes know what i like know what i think what i want what i gotta have ah no we've got to walk like the bible tells us if it's in, if it's not in the bible Simple as that. If it's not in the Bible, don't do it. If it's in the Bible, do it. And if there's a question about what I'm supposed to do, it guess newsflash, don't do it. That's it. Don't do it. I come with nobody saying don't do it. If you can't find it, tell somebody to show me what in the scripture. Because God holds us responsible for what we do and what we don't do. And this year, at the end of the year, we have to count the cost. My mama used to say, you've uh, 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 got to count the cost to be the boss. you got to count the cost to be the boss. So if you're the boss and you get caught, well, I'm going to tear your hiney up because that was a cost. I'm not doing what God called you to do. Uh-uh. That was a cost because of disobedience. It's the cost of lying because you didn't do what God called you to do. It's the cost because you thought you could get away with it. But the Bible says there's nothing hidden on the sun because that's the cost that you pay My because what you God. do. And you do what you, God tells you to do. But the things that you do that God tells you not to do, that also shall come to pass. Why? Because he is a loving God. He is an all-knowing, all-seeing, all-self-existing one. It means he lives all by itself, no matter what happens. It's all-existing, all-powerful, all-knowing that he is God. Bible tells us to pray. We must pray. We are now we are now ministering over nineteen or twenty countries and God how many how many states and we thank God for that. We're not doing this for the we're not thinking this for money. We're doing it for our own salvation and for other people in other countries that want to know Jesus and the pardon of our sins. But we must walk as Jesus. Christ have called us to walk. We yes. must live as God have called us to live. And we must do what the Bible tells us to do. And if it is doubt, just don't do it. For tomorrow is not promised. We can get off this line tonight and die. We can get off this line and, and go to the store and die. We Anything could happen. But by, by, while we have life in our bodies, we have life in our lungs, we have life in our spirit, man, we have to acknowledge if we have fallen short, God, forgive us. Wash us. Cleanse us. 
behold us in the palm of his plan. For tomorrow, like the Ephesians, they did all kinds of stuff. They were exposed to all kinds of people. And that's why Paul went to them in the end. He said, yeah, I know you go. I know you got your hands full. I know you're doing with the hope of the issues. But I'm going to tell you when again, put on the whole armor. Put on everything. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. Put on the shoes of the shot of your, pe- your feet with preparation of gospel peace. Put on everything. And then at the end, he says, and all things. With all supplication, that means all praying, all prayer, all calling out, all holding on to God. I'm holding on with my bootstraps. I'm holding on, God, because I don't know what to do. I'm holding on a new year coming up. God, I don't know what's going to happen. I know if I'll give me another year. I don't know, God, but I'm holding on to your word with everything I got. I'm holding on to you, Jesus. Save me. Keep me, hold me, wash me, God. That if I die tonight, where would I end up in eternity? And I close out by saying this to you. We don't want to be spiritually retarded anymore. Church, Uh church, church. He says this, he says to us, for with my people, God's talking to his church. Second Chronicles, around 7th chapter, he says, for when my people who are called by my name, that's the church, will humble themselves and pray. So that means the church needs to humble, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the church needs to humble, yeah. The church is lying, yeah. The church bad right, yeah. The church doing all kinds of stuff, yeah. He said, well, when my people that are called will humble themselves, what? And pray. That's right. Some folks don't want to pray. Oh, they don't take all that. Pray, pray. I, I can't, I'm just going to praise God. No, the Bible says to pray ye for one another. Pray for all ceasing. Pray. Oh my God. And then the, the big one, that's the one we don't want to fall out, you know, like like Louise and Jefferson, uh, they fall out. They say, oh, 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 pray. Oh, oh I don't feel like praying. Oh, it's too tired. Oh, it takes a, that's, oh, no, I'm just going to pray. I'm just going to praise God. Yeah, yeah, but there's a time that we have to pray. The Bible says that man also always pray. That's the word it says. So, you know, he says, he says and, and turn from your wicked way. So, church. Turn from your wicked ways. That's right. Turn from from the wicked ways. Church, you hold around. Turn from the wicked ways. Church, you're lying. Watch it. Church, go in the lottery. Church, turn from your wicked ways. Church, fornicating. Church, lying. Church, Church, do what you want to do. Church, cheating people all kind of ways. Turn from your wicked ways. He said, then. He said, only then turn from your wicked ways. Don't be so spiritually retarded again and again and again in the church. And then when you get out of the church, you like, you know the word. You 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 know the word. You're trying to show me what to do. But you're just as retarded as you want to. Because you it's not that you're not retarded because you don't know the word. But you, you, you're retarded because you don't do the word. Uh-oh. 
The church has to learn to do the word. Don't tell me the word. Don't try to convince me the word, but live the word. And you can't have a, a selected gospel. I take what I like and I love that. But if I don't like it and I don't want to do that, then that ain't the gospel. He said, and turn from your wicked ways, north, east, south, west. I'm turning from my wicked ways. I don't like it, but I'm turning from my wicked ways. It makes me upset that the preacher telling me, calling me a fornicator, but I'm turning from my wicked ways, God, because the sermon told me I got to turn from my wicked ways, because even maybe there's something in my heart, but I'm turning from the wicked ways because I want to see Jesus one day. I want to see my mother and father one day, and the only way that I can see them one day is I turn from the wicked ways. I want 360 degrees of turning. I can't turn half away. I can't turn a fourth of the way. I can't turn to the things that I like and the things I don't like or ignore. But I've got to turn from my wicked ways. And when I turn like God told me to turn, then I'll get my blessings. When I turn like God called me to do, he's promised our life and liberty. He's turning. He's turning my life around. He's turning me around for the next year. He's turning me and he's changing me and he's pruning me and he's telling me, Glenda, get up. He's telling me to go for it. He's telling me, I'm going to give you a heart to that. I'm going to give you what I told you to do. You just turn, keep turning, keep moving, keep praying, keep passing. Be, be delivered. Stay delivered. I'm not going to because some of us get delivered, but we don't stay delivered. Oh, let's turn from the wicked way. And it said then, only then, he says, turn from your wicked ways. Hallelujah. Because God wants his church to be delivered. I really believe that the only reason Christ has not come back yet, because the church is not ready for his coming. I was praying one day and God showed me that. He says, He says, all the signs of my coming is here on the earth. Floods, rain, fires, everything, everything that I have spoken there in the atmosphere. God says, He said, everything that I've spoken of, has come to pass, except my coming because my church, my ecclesia, my outpouring of the Holy Ghost are not ready for my coming but also in the last days there will be a greater famine have no way hallelujah there's a greater famine because my turning my coming is sooner than you think father I thank you for your word tonight God thank you for your church God, thank you for your outpouring of the Holy Ghost. God, save those that wish to be saved. 
because the enemy doesn't fight against itself, God. So God, save those that desire to be saved, those that are sons and daughters that are on the ropes to be saved and not saved and doing what they want. God, snatch them back into the place of God. Snatch them and fill them with the Holy Ghost. God, you said you promised us that you would deliver our children, God. So we're standing on the words and the promises of God that our children shall be saved. Our grandchildren shall be saved. Our great-grandchildren, if the word left, uh, they shall be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. In the name of Jesus, I speak a word to Raymond Oscar now. In the name of Jesus. Jesus, get up and be healed. In the Get up in the name of Jesus. God, I thank you for Maddie. I thank you for everybody on the line. God, teach us. God, give us a closer walk, God, in your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Thank Hallelujah. Lord. Any special requests that y'all would like to have for the beginning of the end of the year? Amen. And know that God's hand is on you. Um, 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 uh, we know we. I see two or three of our our children, amen, that are that need prayer, need to be delivered. But we decree and declare, hallelujah, that those will be saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. We thank God for our sons and our daughters. We thank God, hallelujah, for Danielle. We thank you, hallelujah, for little Scotty. We thank you, God, by faith. God, whatever you have to do, God, just don't kill him, God. Just, just get him in a place that needs to acknowledge who you are. In the name of Jesus, we praise you in advance. We believe God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is not what man says, but it was God said. God, I woke up one morning and God was giving me this song that says this. It is not what I see, but it's what I believe. So we've got to take that attitude, thanks, in this new year. It is not what you see, but it's what God says. And if God says prosperity, it's your prosperity. It's not what you see. But it's what God says. And if God says it, can't nobody curse it. If God says it's going to make it good, it's going to happen. Because that's what God says. Okay? And the, the Bible says this, that heaven and earth shall pass away, but not my word. Oh God. Then he turns out and says to his mind, he says, Put me in remembrance of my word. No, God. So every time you think you forgot, God, I remind you what you think. You, you, you said I'd have a car. You said I would have a home. You said you would bless me. You said it would give me long life. I, I remind you what you said, God. And you said your word ain't going to pass away. So I'm going to stand there and wait. And if I need to beg, if I need to plead, I need to remind you every day. I'm going to remind you what your word said. Because he's God. And there's no other God like our God, Jesus Christ. The man that died on the cross yeah. just for you and I. And I'm giving you your promise. It is 9.57. I told you I would keep you for an hour. <laughs> 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 but 
tonight amen for everybody tuning in amen tonight on a mantle of prayer um the bible says and the scripture says let each man examine themselves you know and like you said um we do have the church currently in a bipolar state <laughs> they're unstable because that's 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 like you said that's a a spirit as far as uh being um double-minded you know so when you talk about someone that's a schizophrenic, they're double-minded. It's that spirit yeah. within them. It's double-minded. So you have to speak to that double-minded spirit, you know, not just feed them with medication, 
not disputing with, you know, all those type of things. Uh, same thing, you know, when a person, you know, that a person has an issue, a mental uh, uh, capability of not, you know, preaching the gospel, but then yet outside the, the four walls, they're doing something totally different. That's that's a person that's double minded, you know, and yeah. we do have a lot of double minded folks uh, in the church. I didn't say in the kingdom. I said in the church uh in, in the 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 make that the made up church put it that way because the real ecclesia mm, we mm. have no business acting the way where that that is unacceptable in the real church uh but because that is a personified church is what we look at and what we see and like you said that's the reason why folks are turned from it you know because of the fact of those religious spirits you know religious spirits uh controlling spirits those type of spirits that really took took flight uh, because they, you know, all made a connection with the with the principalities. They made that connection when they made that connection. You know, that's the reason why the church was up and up row, even from the book of Acts in chapter five. You know, when Anderson fires, they know they had that money. They know they sold their property, but they refused to tell how much they sold it for because they had already put some side money, you know, stealing money from God, you know. And because of that, represent that that point purpose, they just lied to the Holy Spirit and dropped dead. This thing's serious. This is a serious thing, you know, grieving the Holy Spirit with stupidity, grieving the, the Holy Spirit with uh people out of control when they know they but when they know better, you know. Uh, so we just give God honor on tonight, man, for that for that word uh, going forth and um. You know, everybody just keep Raymond in prayer. Raymond did go back in the hospital today. He went back into the hospital today and I was there. Amen. So just go ahead and keep him covered um, that God will bring him out. He will bring him out of this mess. He will get him out this mess. And I just thank God for, uh, you know, people say that's what the doctors say with cancer, you know, but I believe what the report believe. And I do believe the report of the Lord that you know, he's still a miracle worker. So we just thank God for what um, on tonight and that impartation on tonight. Um, we are having our watch Amen. night service, uh, our virtual watch night service. Um, and uh, we are inviting people to come in and fellowship with us. Amen. It's going to be closed in um, a regular service, you know, and uh we just thank God for what he's getting ready to do. For those who want to come in, they can come in with the link. And if they choose not to uh, to um, to be in the service, they can be still, you know, they can stay back in the studio and listen. Amen. That's fine. Uh, we do have YouTube and people can, uh, people are, I have already so many people that are going to be watching from YouTube and definitely from different countries that, um, that I actually spoke to. And we just thank God for what he's doing, you know, because um, God has a word. Uh, the prophet of the house, amen, prophet Glenda Lane, will be uh, the speaker for that night, amen. I'm telling you, y'all don't want to miss the powerful move of, of God in this season, amen. So I'm going to return this back over to the, the woman of God on tonight. God bless you. Praise the Lord. We thank God again for y'all being on the program tonight. Uh, and so we just tell y'all have a good night and God bless y'all. Bye-bye now. Blessings. Bye bye. Bye bye.
Thank you.